Uh, let's pray. Let's pray and get into the word. Ah, Heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you for the gift of your word. Your word is your son, Jesus, and that we get to be intimate with him and produce fruit from him. Thank you. Thank you for the gift of divine seed, your word, Lord, that bears divine fruit in our lives. Lord, I thank you that everyone right now who's going to watch this today or whenever they watch it, Lord, that there's going to be light coming into their lives, that they are going to have revelation. They will see things in you that they have not seen before. And that, Lord, they will walk in the fullness of the things that you have called them to. That, Lord, each one of us is going to live a life of significance because that's what you've called us to and that's what you've put us on this earth for. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hi, Eva. Good to see you. All right. Today is session three of something we started pursuing a few days to my birthday. Um, I just thought, what can I share? And, and I was like, I need to share, you know, lessons that I have on my journey to significance and, and things that I know have worked for me, but have also worked for people that have either discipled, mentored, coached or worked with. And so, and, and still to, to take them back to the Bible, because these principles can be taught without even quoting the word of God, but they are really derived from what we, we learn in the word of God. And, and, and I was so torn because now the thing is that the more I've taught, I'm seeing so many things I want to tell you. And I'm like, oh my God, we can't keep doing the same series for a very long time. People might get bored, bitchy. So I have so many things I want to say to you. But I thought to myself, since we've reached point three in our broadcast, I really wanted to get into something that I, I know has been defining in my life. Defining in my life. And what I want to talk about today is connecting to the source the true source there are many sources there are many sources for identity and therefore significance because i started by telling you that you know when it comes to significance it begins with identity if you believe you're nothing or you're just here to live a small insignificant life last week i talked about how it's important how you see yourself not how others see you but how you see yourself it begins there who do you see yourself as and i think that the true source of significance is god himself he is the true source of significance. That once you are connected to the source, you simply I'm back. Are you guys there? I don't know what happened. Something went wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. We are back. We're back. We're back. That was a small glitch. But we are back. Nothing is going to stop us. Come on. I think this, this broadcast is very important. When was the last time we had a network interruption? <laughs> so I think even the devil is scared of what I'm about to share today. But I'm going to share with you something. I don't know how I'm going to share it in 30 minutes. God help me. Thank you. Um, is Thank you. Thank you. One of the most powerful things that you can tap into because this is the thing i was thinking about it's one thing to have access to something it's another to know that you have access to something okay it's one thing to have access and and it's another to actually know that you have access here is the difference if you have access but you're unaware you can continue to live as one without access if you have access and you're aware, then you make use of the thing that you have. I find that many believers, we do not know that we have access to the Father. We, even our access is limited. And you see you're as limited as you are in your mind concerning the things of God. Is that The thing is that when you believe it, 
it actually works. That's the key. Faith is what opens a door. We are saved by grace through faith. And saved is not just forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins is just a doorway. But that we are born again into something. From something into something. It's like when you're adopted into a family, but you still have this orphan mentality that maybe you're not good enough or you're not truly loved, you don't belong. You have, can have access to so many things and not use them because you're scared that you don't have access. Many children of God, myself inclusive for the longest time, I did not, and I can't say that I know all the access I have now, but I am determined to know every access I have and then to make use of it. Because if I know it and I don't use it, there's no point. The thing about knowing that you have access is that whenever you need it, you draw from it. Whenever you need it, you draw from it because you know how to access, how to access the thing that you have access to. Because also you can have access to money, but not have the key to the safe, you see. And so I find that for many of us believers, when God says that he has called us to life in its fullness, do you even know what that means? Do you even believe that that is for you? I've been meditating specifically on Jeremiah 33. 3. I find that scripture so amazing which says that call to me this is god he's saying you call to me okay then what will i do i will answer and then i will even show you like all he's saying is you call to me call to me and i will answer and i will show you great and wonderful things that you know nothing about that you know absolutely nothing about so here is a god of the universe who says that he has he has given birth to us us in the spirit right Yes, Jesuche Eva, everything God has belongs to you. Can you imagine that Jesus paid fully that you may have access to everything he has access to? But to the extent that you are aware and you believe, you will experience. To the, that's why it's so critical for you to be in the word of God. You see, I find so many believers who think that reading the word is for pastors or reading the word is for some people who they call super spiritual or reading the word is, guys, it's for you. Do you know why it's so difficult for you to read your Bible? Because the enemy knows that the day you connect with that beyond religion and religious duty, you will become powerful. Why? Paul writes in Acts 20, 32 and says, Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. He commends you to two things. One, to God. And to the word of his grace not just the word but the word of his grace that because grace is access the word of his grace of his abundance of his access of his divine enablement of his divine access i commend you to god and to the word of his grace and what are they able to do it is able the word is able to build you up and it is able to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified that's the power of the word of God in your life. The enemy knows it, so he makes the Bible boring. In your head, it's for uber Christians who are a bit too much, whatever we call that. And then you start seeing results in the lives of these people, and you desire them, but the thing that will bring you the results, here, you, 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 you remove yourself from it. Your access is in the word of God. Every promise. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of his son, Jesus Christ. Where are you going to find that knowledge? It's in the word of God. You know, there's a scripture. I think it's Deuteronomy 29, 29 or Deuteronomy 30, 30. Bible scholars, Munyambi. That the hidden things belong to the Lord, but the things that have been revealed belong to us and to our children's children. To our children's children. Can you imagine? Let me go there. If you know which one it is, just help me and type it right now. Deuteronomy, I think it's 29.29. Let's try and see. Deuteronomy, yes, 29.29. It says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. 
Everything that God has revealed through Jesus Christ, who is the express image of his person, everything that has been revealed, divine healing, great relationships, wisdom, okay? Um, um, I don't know. What, 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 is it? what is it that is in your mind? A promotion, favor with God and with man. Every single thing that has been revealed is for you and for your children as an inheritance everything and god has laid bare his kingdom through his son jesus christ i've been rereading the gospels and guys i realized that throughout the like the gospel of mark i don't know how many times jesus says the kingdom of god the kingdom of god he was introducing a kingdom a way of life access to something different but we continue to compartmentalize our lives let me tell you something if you want access if you want to live a true life of significance connect to the true source and how do you connect to the true source? Because the true source is Jesus Christ. He is the beginning. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the high priest of our confession. He is the image, the express image of the Godhead. He is the one we are a co-heir with. He is the head, we are the body. Of course, he finds expression through us. For God to win, we must win. You have to understand that God wants you to win in life friends and some of you are going to the problem is that you come and listen to this then throughout the week you go and listen to other things which are telling you how god is withholding no god is a giver every good and perfect gift comes from god the father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning everything jesus jesus paid a huge penalty he paid with his own life why that you may have access that he may bring many sons to glory not servants he wanted sons sons who are heirs sons who are co-heirs who can reign in life he says that love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment why as he is so are we in this world first john 4 17 that as jesus is so are you in this world how is jesus right now he is seated in heavenly places resting he's perfected in every way he has access to the favor to great relationships to wisdom to patience and endurance in tough times jesus went through so much so much hardship but the way he responded now i want you to go and study the life of jesus go through the gospels run through them read them as a whole story don't try to read chapter by chapter and even get revelation just go and do it this week for a whole week just take you know you can finish a whole gospel in a day if you took time just like two hours and you're done just listening to it on you can go to the bible app there's the esv version it's close to the normal version you read and there's an audio you can play it it takes very little data listen in and see what are the patterns that you see jesus following jesus was either praying okay by the age of 12 he was arguing around the scriptures which meant he had so much word on the inside of him and remember he only had the pentateuch the first five you know whatever books of the bible for us we have so much access Meanwhile, what about the disciples? They were either praying, <laughs> planting churches. They were super connected. In times of trouble, why did they turn? In times of... So it was a thing of connect to the true source. God wants you to win. He didn't just want you to win. He has set you up to win. He has given you access to everything he has access to. In John 1, 12, you know, John the apostle writes and says that, as many as believed in him, as many as received him, actually, not believed, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. You are a child of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born, you were born into a family, my friend. <laughs> my brother, you were born into a family. I don't care what the circumstances of your birth were. You were born into a family who are born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not even of the will of man. Maybe your parents tell you an accident and you're whatever you've been told. Not even of the will of man, but of God. 
Think about what that means. You were born of God. You came from God. You, you, you are from the DNA of heaven. These things we stick on to and tell you that my, I have a brother. He is... He looks like my father who he never really met because he died before the boy was even i think four years old i mean he looks like him he acts like him sometimes he dresses like him he's as charming as my father was why there was a dna connection through the blood now imagine have you heard what i just said when you are born of the blood of jesus there is a dna connection child of god but do you see yourself that way do you consider yourself as a child of God first? Or you first consider yourself as a child of so-and-so from the village of this one going through ABCD? How are you defining yourself? How do we know what you're connected to the way you define your life? That will determine what, where you, how, how far you think you can go. That will determine how, how much you think you can accomplish in life. Let me tell you, I can teach you everything else, all the other things. And I'm going to talk about quite some stuff in the next maybe two or three weeks. And those things are powerful. I've seen them change people's lives completely. But I've seen those same people fall back because in, at, the very, at the very core, they never changed how they saw them. They never connected to their true source. They still were connected to a false source. They were connected in their minds, their family of origin in the flesh. They were still connected to their mistakes. They were still connected to their qualifications educationally. Me, let me tell you guys, I, I, I know that there is no access I'm going to get only because of education. No. In fact, everything that I am right now succeeding at, I never studied in school. Do you know what I've connected to that I want you to connect to? God, sonship, daughtership understand that you you are a child in the home not just a child a beloved one you are connected by dna through the blood of jesus christ you are connected by dna therefore you have access to divine health in the midst of this chaos of coronavirus you have access to divine health but to the extent that you believe you have that access it will manifest you have access to divine prosperity you have access to open doors you have access to divine favor you have access to patience in storms you have access to endurance you have access to joy you have access to big dreams you have access to hearing the voice of god in its clarity but do you believe that you do how do you consider yourself do you consider yourself as a stepchild who needs to go through so and so to pray for you so that your heavenly father can hear you what do you see yourself as child of god are you connected to the true source are you connected to the true source you have access and that access is not based on anything you will ever do it's based on what jesus has done let me give you this picture in your mind if you are my daughter or son and let's say that i've become a very important person in the nation okay when you go to a certain place and you simply Add your, you'll add my last name. You just say, I am so-and-so Biemanzi. I am Evelyn Biemanzi. Suddenly, people who never have never met you don't care. They say, Biemanzi, of the Biemanzis. You say, yes. Oh, come and sit down. Why? They know that by having favor with you, they get favor with someone else. But also, they, you're getting access not because of who you are, but because of the name you carry. Because of who you come from. Now, you need to understand that people may not know who your father is in the physical. But let me tell you, they don't even know that they know. There's something about you because you're a child of God. But that thing manifests when you acknowledge it. Of course, we've gone back to Philemon 6. Your faith becomes effectual. Your faith becomes visible the more you acknowledge who you are in Christ Jesus. 
Many of you here are waiting for a magic bullet. Let me tell you where the magic begins. You must see yourself the way God sees you and it is a lifelong process. But let me tell you the truth, friends. The more I have seen myself as a daughter of God, the more doors fling wide open for me. I'm not saying that my life is free from trouble, but let me tell you, I face the trouble differently. Why? I know who is on my side. In fact, I feel sorry for anyone who denies me access. If, if, it, if something doesn't happen, I know that there's something better for me. I'm not at a disadvantage ever 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 Doreen is sharing something this verse blessed me today Jesus looked at her and said didn't I tell you that if you will believe in me you will see God unveil his power absolutely if you believe friends how do you connect to the source how do you connect to the source let's talk about some keys to connecting to the source prayer if you go to Matthew chapter 6 I just told you about Jeremiah 33 3. call to me and I will answer you. Have you heard the loving, the lovingness of this father? He's saying, I want you to call to me knowing that when you call to me, I will answer you. And I will not just answer you. I will show you more than you've asked for. I will show you great and incredible things that you know nothing about. There is so much about your life that you know nothing about that only God can show you why. In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. All is like, I want you to understand that every plan I have for you is good. Some of you here are running around trying to ask everyone in the world to show you how to tap into your destiny apart from God. You've not gone to the source. The one who says he made you intricately, he wove you together in your mother's womb, he put you in there, and he released you into the world knowing why he sent you here. He knows why he put you on this earth. Who should you be spending the most time with trying to figure out, especially if you feel completely confused about why you're on this earth? Who should you be spending time with? God. But what do we say? We say, I don't know how to pray. Who taught you how to have conversation with people? What's the manual for conversation? You talk to people you like. You spend time with them. The more you spend time with them, the more comfortable you become. We've made prayer a religious duty and obligation. The enemy has attacked two or three powerful tools, and I'm going to show you shortly, that keep you connected to the source of power, to the source of your identity, and the source of your significance. Books can only take you so far. You need to be able to come from reading a book and go to your true source and say, Father, what are you saying to me? That's why we will listen to the same sermon and all of us will walk away with totally different things because at that point, wherever we are in our lives, the source of our significance is pointing us to different things in the journey. And of course, there's a place for counsel. I am surrounded by so much good counsel. There are people who I go to and talk to who have gone ahead of me. And there's a power in that, okay? But it cannot be that these people become the source if your source is a human being all oh, your source is limited if your source is a human being your source is limited because they don't know you they are limited by what they can see what they have experienced about you they don't know you but there is one who knows you so well much better than you know yourself who put you together in your mother's womb who fashioned you who gets a girl like me and makes me a pastor and a preacher who ever thought who ever knew you see, Manuela says she just opens her mouth for her and has conversation. Guys, people have been asking me, and I'm going to be very honest with you, by the grace of God, every Monday I spend about eight hours with God. People ask me, what do you do? You, what do you do when you hang out with your friends? I sit with him. I talk to him. I laugh. I crack jokes. I tell him about things which are confusing me in my life. 
and then I put on some music, I worship him, I fall down on that carpet and I just be with him. Sometimes I spend time with God and it was so electric and it was so powerful. Sometimes I spend the day with God and there was nothing absolutely significant. It's like a friend. At times you spend time with people and nothing big happened, but you hung out, okay? But but there are times when it's so powerful. Then I pray in tongues, I read big chunks of the Bible, and then I listen to the word. I listen to teachings here and there. I sit and I meditate. I, I read like a small portion. I pray tongues. I read it again. I pray in tongues. And you guys, eight hours reach, and I'm like, oh my God, it's almost five. I have a broadcast because it's on Mondays. And I'm like, oh man, I have to go. I can't tell you that I have, I've, there are places where I've reached in those, on the, on those eight hours where I'm like, man, how do I tell you God? No. There are times when I've been so tired, I tell him I'm going to just be here with you. I'm going to doze for like two hours. And I know that I'm sleeping right there with my father in his arms. And then I wake up and I'm like, you didn't even give me a dream. He's my friend. He's my source. He's my father. I love him. People were asking me, what do you want for your birthday? <laughs> my birthday, all I wanted was to go away and be with him. Because I need him to tell me what's next. I believe that birthdays are significant shifts in our lives. They're not just good things to celebrate and get gifts. It's to figure out, Father, what are you saying? To get direction, to get clarity. And I thank God that I was, that I was, I was able to go away you know for a few days and just be with him and i came back and i feel rejuvenated i feel like i have a sense of direction you know you know things like that yeah i've, I've had conversations with god where he's not very pleased with me he's pleased with me but he's not he's he's rebuking me he's like yeah you've you've become very disobedient by the way i don't like the path you're taking but you know that god's voice sounds like you you sound like you're talking to yourself you know, and there are people who come to me and say, I don't know God's voice. Of course you do. Someone lied to you. My sheep know my voice. When a baby is born, who teaches them their mother's voice? They know their mother's voice. They follow it anywhere. The mother holds them, they stop crying. Another person holds them, they cry. They will by no means hear the voice of a stranger. That day you were born again, child of God, in the spirit. You came out knowing your father's voice. That's why when you started trying to enjoy the things you used to enjoy before you were born again, they were not. you had a sense of guilt because the Holy Spirit was ministering to you righteousness. You're saying, hey, you're the righteousness of God. You don't have it in your nature anymore to respond this way. But then you came along and a preacher like me told you, you need to run seven steps to hear the voice of God. What steps do you take to hear the voice of your mother? Seven steps to hearing your father's voice. Some of you even know how, you're, how, you, how they walk in the house. You hear their footsteps and you just know. Okay? When your baby cries, you hear their voice. Who taught you that? Who taught you to hear your parents' voice? Who has lied to you that you don't know God's voice? And now you think, oh, B3 is so special. She hears the voice of God. That's true. So are you. You are special. You are special. But many of you dismiss the voice of God. You doubt yourselves. You think you don't hear him. But do you know what's going to keep you connected to even now be more confident that you hear the voice of God? The word of God. Because God will never contradict his word. But if you don't know his word, where will you even begin? Where will you even begin? Listen to me, child of God. You know the voice of God. He says, my sheep know my voice. My sheep, they know my voice. They will by no means hear the voice of a stranger. How are you going to hear his voice when you're not reading the word of God? Get in the word, child of God. So what is it? What, what am I saying? What are the things that will keep you connected to the source? First of all, the word of God. Ch children of God, get in the word. 
In his word is where his will is declared, where all his promises are showed off for you, where it builds you up. I just told you, Acts 20, 32, the word of God builds you up and gives you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. And as a teacher, one of the things I have to do is share with you what works for me. I told you that not a day passes without me being in the word. Is it that every time I'm in the word, it's exhilarating? Uh, not 100%, maybe 95% of the time. But there have been times when I don't understand, man. I'm reading something I've read over and over. Some of you here have never read the entire Bible. You think it's for some special category of people. You can do it. You just need to set aside time and protect and defend it. Why? You know that that is your time to connect to the source of your life. If I told you that there is something which if you connect with it one hour a day, you will be the most successful, most happy, most whatever person ever in life, what would you do? You'd make time for it. Now, let me tell you, you have that thing. The thing that changed my life from having the mentality of being an orphan, from having the mentality of being someone who was rejected, from having the mentality of thinking, me, I'm an impatient person. Me, I'm a hot person. Me, I'm a what? Let me tell you, you will be transformed to the image of what you believe you are. Connect to the source. What you behold, you become. 2 Corinthians 3.18 talks about how beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. The more you look into the mirror, which is the word of God, James talks about the mirror and says it is the word of God. The more you look into the word of God, it reads you. It starts to read you. You start to become more like Jesus. Without trying, you find instruction in there. Okay? If you've not bought my book, Enjoying Your Bible, you should. I wish I'm not the one who had written it so that I would advertise it without fear of you thinking I'm trying to make money. No. That book is available. It's powerful. It shows you, you know, how to read your Bible because it shows you how to get the most out of your Bible, how to enjoy it, how to meditate, how to memorize scripture. It's not for a chosen few. It's for every child of God. If you don't know the word, when tough times come, what will you give back? Jesus, when he was tempted by the devil, he spoke back and said, it is written, it is settled. This is written, this is written. You cannot bring to me what is not written. So that's the first thing. The second thing is prayer. Prayer, prayer. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. You're going to see some powerful keys there. And I want you to go and read this even after, okay? Even after we are done here, I want you to go and read Matthew 6 over and over and look at it. And it starts by saying, Take heed. Mm -mm. Yeah. He says, the first thing is, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do you hear these things here? When you do a charitable deed, not if, when. If I tell you when you go to the supermarket, it means you're going. God, Jesus' assumption here is that he's talking to people who understand that these things are so critical for your life. When you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, that they may have glory from men. Are you seeing that when you go telling everyone how you helped so and so, you're getting glory from men. But the problem is that assuredly I say to you, they, you have got your reward if men praise you. But when you do a charitable deed, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. You're going to hear this statement over and over for the next three things. The first one is generosity. Do you know that generosity connects you to the source of power? A source of significance? Do you know that one of the keys to living a life of significance is serving, giving? You want to live a life beyond yourself? Give. Give. Become a giver. So much that you're always fighting to give. 
Every time there's an opportunity to give, be the first one to give. It's going to help you to take the focus off yourself and put it on the kingdom of God and others. And start giving. Give what you have. Give time. Give money. Give, 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 give ideas. Don't be there sitting on your idea thinking if someone hears it, we are not the first to dream ideas. Let me tell you. And that idea which you have, someone had it before. You know, I've been there where I'm even hiding ideas. I'm like, if so-and-so hears it. Oh, you read a nice book and you're like, if I tell people about this book. Uh, guys, give. But when you give, don't sound a trumpet. Don't sound your trumpet. Don't go telling everyone how you've given. Give. Understand that generosity is a powerful key to living a life of significance. It's so powerful. It's and it's so satisfying. I can't explain to you the joy of like sitting here and I'm teaching you what I'm learning and I don't need I don't demand anything from you. It's, it's such freedom. Because I, I don't owe you. You don't owe me. It's, we're just, I'm giving. And you're also giving. You're giving me your time. Like, give. And everyone has something to give. That's the first one. The second thing is, and when you pray. Oh, guys, if I can tell you, all of you are men and women of prayer. All of you have the grace to pray. Prayer is a grace. And he says that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Hmm? God is able to make how much grace? All grace abound towards you that you always having sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. You have grace for the good work of prayer. Say it. Say, I have grace to pray. Because some of you have believed that you can't pray for 15 minutes. When I said eight hours, you think, oh my God, B3 must be special. Yes, I'm special. So are you. I'm a child of God. There is nothing I have access to that you don't have access to. But here is the thing. Make these things habits of life. Every day. Don't let a day pass by without you giving to someone. Ask yourself before you sleep tonight, who have I been a blessing to? If there's no one, find a way. Send them a scripture. Pray for them. Do something. Do, and I'm telling you something that I practice. My friends know this. Every night at 9 p.m., an alarm goes off and says, who did you bless today? And who blessed you today? I stop and I thank people who have blessed me that day. They might have been doing their job, but they blessed me. And you start to find, I've practiced this for two years. I can't explain to you that difference it makes. You start looking for opportunities to give, looking for opportunities beyond yourself. You start that day thinking, how can I be a blessing? Not who can give me. Don't be a taker, be a giver. But right now, I want you to know that you have the grace to pray. You have the grace to connect with your loving Heavenly Father. And after you've declared that, create room in your life for prayer. Create room in your life for prayer, okay? You know, go somewhere. That's why he says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Hypocrites love to pray standing in synagogues and corners for people to see them. He says, assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Prayer is not for sure. But when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who sees in secret. And he will reward you openly. Are you seeing? He's saying that everything... That's done in secret. There's a seed planted. Seeds are planted in the secret of the soil. You don't, you don't look at them. You can pass by soil and not know what's planted. But give it time. There will be an open reward. Prayer is a seed. Generosity is a seed. These seeds produce a life of significance. So the first thing is don't let a day pass by without you being a blessing to someone. Secondly, don't let a day pass without connecting with your heavenly father. And let me tell you something, friends. I want you to challenge yourself. Lock your door and don't get out until an hour has passed. Yes. Would you know why when Jesus was talking to his disciples in the garden of Gethsemane and they were dozing off while he prayed, he said, couldn't you even wait an hour? Like he was shocked. It's like an hour is the minimum of like hanging out. How many of you, when you're going to hang out with your friends who you're close to, 
you're like, eh, man, I can only see you for 30 minutes. I'll tell you, yeah, let's not hang out then. At least one hour. That's how God is. It's like, really, you can't give me an hour? And you're like, Bithi, what will I do in an hour? You will hang out with your father. If you sit there and say, Father, I have nothing to say to you, but let me sit here. If you like music, play it. Just don't allow, put an alarm and until it goes off, you're not leaving that room. If it means getting out a Bible and you read it loudly, read Psalm 91 loudly, pray through it, pray through, I pray through scripture. It helps so much. I pray through scripture, Psalm 91, Psalm 23, Psalm 27. And these scriptures, the more you pray through them, I pray through Deuteronomy 28, you know, 2 to 14. Pray through scripture. You guys, these things are not magic. They are not for only a few Christians. I'm sorry that we've made you believe that these things are for some superheroes. They are for all of you. And my joy is when you tap into them. Tap into them. I remember having some conversations with Solomon. She would say, but what do you do in prayer? I told her, there is no formula. Solomon, there is no formula, and she's here on this broadcast. Right now, Solomon spends eight hours with God. But it's because I told her, look, this is the thing. There's no formula. Just sit with him. Hang out. And determine not to leave. The first time will be a bit weird. Then you realize that some days it's so deep. Some days it's not so deep. Just like, not all of you, when you hang out with your friends, you leave when it was so deep. It was so deep. It was so deep. There are times you hang out with your friend, and there was nothing significant. Then there are times when you hang out, and you'll never forget that day. I have had encounters with God. I'm one of those people who's very private about my encounters with God. And I'm not going to tell you about them in detail. But I tell you what, they are so precious, they are so private, they are so personal, they are so intimate, and they have no formula. Each one of them has happened when I was doing other things. Like, it's not that like, when I was doing this, I had an encounter. Then when I was doing this, I had... No. But all of them come from a place of when you're just hanging out with Jesus and suddenly his presence comes into the room. And let me tell you, if you ask me how do you know when the presence has come, you will know. There's no, no one taught me that. You will know. But go and read books like Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Let them create a hunger in you. Because if Benny Hinn has access, so do I. Because he has made all grace to abound towards me. Prayer is for that believer. It's for every believer. It is not for special ones. And when you become powerful in prayer, I promise you, as even about to say, ah, I swear. Let me tell you, friends, it's impossible for your life to remain insignificant if you're truly connecting with God through prayer. Because he said, call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and marvelous things that you know nothing about. Can I share with you one of my favorite Psalms? Ah, now, if I go there, then I'll have to leave Matthew. Uh, Matthew, let me, but let me go there. Psalm 25. I know those of you who know me know that discuss scripture. It was my verse in secondary school, verse 14. It says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Let me show it to you in the Passion Translation. Oh, it has refused to come out in the Passion Translation. But it talks about how, just go and read it, Psalm 25, verse 14. That the secret of the Lord, oh, is with those who fear him. Those who spend time with him. He's intimate. God misses you. When you've done bad things, don't run away from him. Come to him and receive forgiveness and restoration. Because some of you used to pray, but you stopped because you feel that you've been so bad. You can't even imagine yourself going back to the Father. And meanwhile, he's saying, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. In the place of prayer, there's an exchange. You, you walk out knowing something you should do. You just know. You don't know how you know. You just know. 
Because in there, there is an exchange. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. That's what Colossians 2, 2 says. That all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. So when you're in him, what happens is that there's an intimacy happening. And so you've become intimate with God and there's seed planted and it's a matter of time. Everything happens in secret. The things that are going to create your life of significance are things that happen when no one is watching. But they prom God promotes you publicly. You plant a seed, it's secret in the ground. In a matter of time, guess what? It blooms. Thank you, Solomon. There's a private place reserved for the lovers of God. Where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. That is it in the Passion Translation. There is a private place reserved for the lovers of God. Where they sit near him and receive revelation secrets of his promises. Let me tell you, friends. Oh, what a beautiful thing it is to pray. To sit there and be in intimate fellowship with the Father, but it's private. Alone. Solomon likes to sit in her car for hours. Right now in my bedroom on Monday, no one comes. Not even my children. They know Monday, don't touch my door. I lock that door and I stay in there with him. And it doesn't matter what happens in there. It's private. It's private. It's intimate. I might weep. I might be dancing and twirling in his presence. The thing is that the more you spend time with him, the more comfortable you'll become. So make it a what? A habit. Lastly, when you fast, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces by fasting. And you know, I want to appear to men, but you, when you fast, anoint your face with oil. Uh, you know, wash your face so that you don't appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is where? In the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly and on and on it goes. Here it is, friends. Powerful keys to connecting with your source, generosity, which is really serving. Don't let a day pass without you connecting with God through generosity and with others, the people he loves. God expresses himself through you, through generosity. God is generous. Every time you give, you are expressing a nature that you have. So first of all, when you give. Secondly, when you pray. Don't let a single day pass without spending time. Don't make it religious obligation. If you miss a day, it's okay. Go and tell him I missed you, Father, but I'm here. I'm sorry I got too busy and I gave away our time together. Schedule that time. Schedule that time and prioritize it. Just be there with him. Play music, worship, pray in tongues if you know how to. Open your Bible, pray the scriptures, read, wait on him. Be there, just be present with him. Don't let a day, don't let a week pass. Now, listen to me, Christian. Some of you have never fasted even for a day. You know one of the ways to kill the flesh and silence it and tap into the spirit? Prayer and fasting. Don't let a week pass. Choose a day in the week. One, say, my Monday, I fast. Or on Wednesday, I fast. One day, at least one. Please. One day in a week. Make it a habit. One day a week. And take time to fast. When you're fasting, what do you do? Don't just go on a hunger strike. On the times when you're supposed to be having meals, step away with your Bible, read and pray. You can read the same scripture over and over and ask God, what are you saying to me? What do I learn about your character? What do I see that you want me to do? So you just spend that time at lunchtime, one to two, hide somewhere. If you work, go to a car and sit there. Guys, here is the thing. There is intentionality when it comes to a life of significance. You're not going to arrive there by accident or by doing the things you've always done. You will keep getting the results you've always got. And again, I don't teach things I'm not practicing. At least a day in the week when you fast, 
okay and you'll be you'll see the temptation of the flesh on that day that's when people offer you food what everything that's just the enemy he knows the power of fasting so some of you again have disqualified yourself i'm not i don't know how to fast it's just going without food hello just just from morning to evening fasting prayer generosity the word is the foundation it's like ground zero don't let a day pass without being in the word of god child of god if you don't have a bible go buy a bible invest in one if you don't have a journal go buy a journal start expecting god to speak to you when you read the word start expecting him to speak to you when you read the word okay get in the word child of god get in the word there is life in there and so what do you do when you get in the word when you get in the word at least don't let a day pass without listening to a teacher of the word someone that you respect who teaches the true word of god listen to a teaching from the bible if, if you're if you're struggling to read the bible but i want you to give yourself a challenge and start now don't wait for next year 2021 to start reading through the bible it's for you do you know that if you just read three chapters a day three chapters a day you can finish the whole bible three and you ask yourself two questions what do i learn about the character of god what does he expect of me that's it you can ask those two questions again you can buy the book enjoying your bible just buy the book buy the book it's so it's so little and so practical and then you have to read through a book in the bible as part of the exercise i will change your life what have i said to live a life of significance that is continuous because it doesn't end <laughs> connect to the source how do you connect to the source through the word of god it will show you who you are in christ jesus live your life from that place of knowing that you are a child of god don't leave it from trying to prove that you are no instead get obsessed with finding out who you are in the word who you are who you are who you are who you are and then live from that place every opportunity that comes in front of you approach it as a child of god highly favored loved you know but that won't happen if you're in and out of the word in and out of prayer in and out of generosity in and out of fasting get these disciplines in your life and refuse to let them go until they are part of you every week don't let a day pass without being generous don't let a day pass without getting in the word don't let a day pass without prayer don't let a week pass without fasting choose a day in the week and make it your fasting week day of the week choose a time and make it your time for prayer and the word don't let it be less than an hour these things are powerful and they are for you they are not for special christians many of us our lives that we are living now it's because of these things but i thought everyone knows them somehow and i realize we don't we are not, it's not people are not doing these things because they don't want they don't know connect to the source child of god become so acquainted with your father's voice and understand that you know his voice get so acquainted with his voice that no one will lie to you about anything and let me tell you what's going to happen you guys you're going to find yourself being free of so many things penny says i remember time sometime back while we were still living in luzira i came to visit you penny what are you saying you came to visit me and you asked me whether i had read my bible that day. i said no you locked me in a room <laughs> so i can read my bible oh my god i don't remember that but it's true penny i'm so passionate about the word because me this girl who you see here i am nothing without the word of god it's not even a nice christian thing to say i am actually not it's not even a joke like when i see where my life would be probably be in the village somewhere with 17 children quarreling on the village like a woman who drinks alcohol but by the word of god it has built me up and it's still building me up and it has given me an inheritance among those who are sanctified our inheritance is written in the word of god friends 
He's our portion. He's our inheritance. He's our glory. And he's there waiting to fill us up. But what are we doing? Chasing after other sources. Some of you, books have become your source. People have become your source. I don't know what. Can God please be your source? Why? He made you for goodness sake. He created you. He put you together in your mother's womb. He knows the plans he has for you. But if you're not there, how will he tell you? He says, you call to me and then I will answer and I will show you great and marvelous things that you know nothing about. But if you're not calling to him, how will he answer? You if, if imagine if you said B3 you didn't answer me, but I'm like, you didn't call me, or like I just wanted you just to answer me without calling. I'll be like, eh, butabika. So many of us are not calling to Jesus. We're not spending time in prayer in the word. Meanwhile, he's waiting to download, but the person is not connecting for the download. If imagine you found me holding a flash disk and I'm like, this flash disk is not giving me the information from the laptop. You're like, have you connected it? No, but I want it to give me. You'd say, connect it. That's the thing. Connect. Connect with the Father. How? Prayer, the word, fasting, generosity powerful keys that are going to absolutely guaranteed transform your life try them for one month and tell me what even after two weeks you'll tell me my life it ain't matter what's happening it's not about good things only even when tough times come you say they're working for my good why you're connected to the source that doesn't run out of patience doesn't run out of joy doesn't run out of peace why he sees the end from the beginning he's like this is a bump in the road you don't need to worry it's going to end well friends what is jesus saying to you i've spoken for very long today it's one of the most critical ones I'll teach you. What are you going to do about it? What patterns must you embrace so that you may live a life of true significance? Thank you again for joining me today. It's been absolutely exciting um, to do this with you. Go and practice these things. Next week, I wait to hear the testimonies of when you took off time to fast, when you took off time to pray every day, to read the Bible. Remember, it's not complicated. You must tell yourself, I have grace to read the word. I have grace to fast. I have grace to pray. I have grace to be generous every single day of my life. You're blessed, child of God. Live from a place of identity as a son and daughter of God. And I tell you what, significance, you're going to leave it without trying because you're connected to the source of significance himself. And he wants you to live a significant life. Love you all. Remember to share this with friends and family. I'm going to, again, we'll upload it on our YouTube channel very, very shortly. And we'll share the link. Help us spread this. Let's get the good news out there. Let's get the good news out there. Bye, guys. I'll see you again next week. Next week, I want to delve into pitfalls, things that stand in our way, roadblocks, things that will stop you and stumble you on your journey to significance from my experience and what I've seen working in the lives of the people that I have walked with. Bye.